podcast contains some adult language, so consider listening with headphones or away from children. This episode was previously recorded on Instagram. Join us live on at Dare to Bear podcast every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So hi everyone, welcome to our permanent location. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Dare to Bear. We are excited to see you guys today. Um, well, first, we have an announcement, like I said, so I think we're just going to start with that. We have an announcement, and I'm just going to put that up here real quick. We are now on Spotify, okay? So, if you have Spotify, you can go back to listen to all of our previous episodes, our previous three episodes on Spotify. We promised you that we're going to turn this into a podcast. And we have started and we have done just that. We are kicking off with Spotify, but we're working on getting onto Apple Podcasts and the rest. So eventually we're going to be everywhere that you listen. Okay, so those, that's our announcement. Um, the second announcement is going to come towards the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned, stay to the end for you to be able to know what that is. Today is a very hard bearing episode for us honestly um i think it's probably going to be like a therapeutic session between myself and bdemi um and our topic today basically is just talk about the fact that the world is hurting and Mm -hmm. so are we you know everybody's hurting we're hurting and we just want to discuss that myself and bdemi are nigerians and you know we migrated to america so it does feel like a triple layered (laughs) trauma for us right now you know from the coronavirus and its effects to the things going on in nigeria and to the things going on where we live here in america right so Bidemi, how are you feeling honestly i feel better today uh this week has been this past week has been very tough for me uh, my anxiety is through the roof. It's just one thing after the other every day. And it's been crazy, but what can you do, right? You just yeah. have to keep going day by day and hoping that one day God heals the world. At this point, I'm a very realistic um, person. Mm-hmm. I like to see things for the way they are. But it gets to a point where, and I'm not the one that would always say, let's hope to God for everything, right? I do yeah. things logically. But at this point, I think it's God, only God. I know. That we can actually call to to heal the world generally. It's just crazy. That's honestly where I've been finding my comfort, to be honest, because mm-hmm. nothing makes sense. Nothing right. at all makes sense right now. Um, so I think we can just kick off. Well, what's on yeah. the reset, the conversations card deck today? Maybe that will put us in a better mind space, you know? Uh, let's see. So the card for today, I really love this card, actually. Because that's all they 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 relate to like everything that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So today the card we are using we are revolting. If you can see where it says we here and then vault, so mm-hmm. revolt. And obviously you can relate to what's happening in the world right now. Everyone is revolting, right? right. And um, the question for today is: If you were to stand up against one social injustice, mm. what would it be and why? <laughs> I have to choose just one. <laughs> I 
that, that, that's very tall. One social injustice, what would it be and why? I'm going to try to like lump everything into one word so that it covers a lot of what I can't pick. And I would say the human's animalistic behavior. I feel like that's like the biggest social injustice and it covers a whole lot, a whole lot. And, you know, I don't know, before I take it away, maybe you tell me what, what you think you would. No, I, th I think that, that that's the best way to say it. It's just you, exactly what you said, because you have to lump it up, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that's happening from um, racist to the um, rapist. They have the same RA, RA that starts. I never have actually. <laughs> I'm honestly just realizing that myself. Exactly. Yeah. So the rapist and the racist and just, you, wicked people in general. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's the only way you, you need a word to police brutality. Yeah. Everything, everybody, like, it's wickedness. Let's start from there. And I don't, I, I, I tried, I actually sat down to think about it. Mm -hmm. I don't, because I do not, if I see somebody, I do not feel evil or feel like doing evil or feel like hurting a person. Mm -hmm. So I do not understand it. Especially racism. I don't, I, I'm trying to wrap my mind. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It. it doesn't make any sense. I've been, personally, I've not been okay. I have to say, I've not been okay for the past three days. I've not really slept well. Um, I've been tossing and turning in the beds and all of that. And then once I open my social media, my anxiety just like you is through the roof i try to meditate and you know seek comfort in the bible and things like that but when you come back to see what's going on you, you start to ask yourself but why exactly you know we are nigerians living in america right, right. our version of what is going on right now is tribalism which is a constant in nigeria and it makes me think, you know, are we, is this something that we've been experiencing long before coming here, but just in another um, way, you know, it's like, how on earth would I grow up in the midst of a very diverse um, tribe in a country, experience people hating on each other? It even goes on to become, you know, wars between tribes and even religious institutions. You know, you have the whole Christian versus Muslim wars. Look at all of the insurgencies that have been happening in the North. You know, you even, it even comes so basic to how we say, you know, Yoruba versus Igbo. You have Yoruba parents that will tell you, I'm sorry, you cannot bring an Igbo man to my house to marry. You have an Igbo parent that will say you cannot bring a Yoruba. Like, it's, it's crazy. It has almost become a part of who we are, you know? Yeah. And someone mentioned, I think Yenka and Tito in the comments, they mentioned power. That's something I actually never thought about, but that's it, right? Yeah. That's, I think that's what it boils down to. People thinking they are powerful or actually are powerful. You want to be more powerful than yeah. the next person. That's literally and all it boils down to. Exerting that power. Look at that police officer. What? Why? Are yeah. You kneeling on a person's neck? And then they kept telling you, I can't breathe. And it, it's just a lot for me. I don't It's a lot. It. It's I, a lot. I, I, can't, I, I don't get it. What happened? I, what happened with that? 
um, police officer, honestly, was us witnessing murder. You can watch it on a movie, you know, you can. But we literally witnessed somebody being killed. You cannot be okay. And not just being killed, maybe out of battle or, you know, stuff like that. You did not just watch the person being killed. You watched the murderer enjoying the process of killing this person. It's insane. It's, it's, a, it's a very horrific sight. Which brings me to the topic of how people reacted, you know, with all of these lootings that have been going on. How has it been on your end first? I mean, it's been quiet here uh, um, from my, in my location, but mm -hmm. obviously, yeah, I've been seeing stuff online. And my thing is, everybody keeps saying, it, you, you cannot provoke people mm -hmm. and then expect them to react a certain way. Oh, you're a bastard. And then I, you, I call you a bastard. Mm -hmm. You slap me. Then I get upset. And why would you slap me? Yeah. You, you keep brutalizing these people. You keep putting us down. You keep doing all of these things. We yeah. know there's not going to be any repercussions to it. Mm -hmm. And then the one time that people are saying, no, enough is enough. They are getting up. They are fighting against it. Of course. Yeah, they are looting. But guess what? Those businesses will be fine. I don't, come, I don't support it. But I understand it. I understand their rage. Literally. I, I was just saying that myself. Like, these are businesses. They can be replaced. Don't right? They were built with money. They can be replaced with money. But this person looted another human being. We have experienced black people being looted for years past. Even when we're not living in America, we've been watching them on the TV. It's what you see in the black movies. So we have enough education about it as Africans to know that this is not something that just started today. You know? Yeah, it's like me, but there's insurance. You know, yeah, there's insurance. they'll be okay. The businesses will be okay. You cannot tell people who have nothing to lose how to react during an oppression. Like, I'm being oppressed here. I don't know that if I go jogging, I might die, right? Like, and some, some people will tell you, oh, don't worry, it's just the men. That's, what, that's my husband. That's exactly. Right exactly. You what see? What are you talking about? Now my husband is on a time crunch every time he leaves the house. Before now, if my husband is going out, if it takes anything less than an hour for something that was supposed to be like a 20 minute to 40 minutes trip, I start checking, find my iPhone, like, where are you? I start texting him, like, please, you cannot be out for too long. Now, with all of these things going on, he's literally almost on a leash in the house. Like, you, you cannot be out for anything more than 20 minutes now because... Right. You know, I don't want any problems. And, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of systemic racism, even in the job place where people. I've had the first job I had. I had the guy, white guy, obviously, tell me that I I did not understand something, and then he asked me, Is he, "Can you not speak English? Is English not your first language?" You know, I've experienced stuff like that. I've gone to the bank where the two white ladies were laugh, making fun of me because I said I needed a checkbook. Uh, I'm like, "What? Why are you laughing? What's funny?" And then she were like, oh, we don't know what a checkbook is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what a checkbook is? What do you call it in the U.S.? And then she was like, oh, it's a checkbox. I'm like, okay, so did you not hear the word check? What would it cost you for you what to you, translate? Laughing? What's funny? Right? What's funny? I've had experiences where on the um, subway, a, a white woman is sitting down, everyone is standing, waiting for someone to stand up, and then you sit down, and then um, she... she, she, she 
point, yeah. actually caused another white girl to come take the seat while I was standing in front of her. Wow. I'm, I, I, I've seen racism. I've experienced it. I'm not oblivious to it. Right. But I've always had this. I'm mentally strong. So I'm like, I'm not going to let these people ruin my day. It's your loss if you're going to act this way. Right. But when it comes to actually taking lives, right. it's a problem. It is. It's a problem. It's a problem. You know, honestly, for me, my experience with racism, I used to feel sorry for them. That used to be my reaction that, you know, I feel sorry for you is because you are not exposed. That's why you still believe in doing what you're doing. Uh, when I was in school, I was um, um, I was a fundraiser. So we used to like call the alumni of the school to raise funds for the school, stuff like that. And then I called this particular phone number. And the guy recognized my accent that I wasn't from here. So he asked me where I was from. And I said I was originally from Nigeria, but I'm schooling here for my, you know, master's program or whatever. And he says, oh, you're from Nigeria. I'm so happy for you that you got to escape that country where they cut people into pieces and cook them in the pots. In his words, just like that. That was the very first time I had an experience with racism. And you know, this was me, so someone that just came from Nigeria for school. I was not prepared for what I just heard. Right. And in my head, I was like, wow, I just I just feel bad for you that that's what you think. You're so ignorant. I told my supervisor and she just told me, you know, that I should just take a break and I should forget about it. It was so I, horrific. I, I, and Shadi just said it's not just Americans actually, it's not white people. It's like the Chinese also do yeah. these things. I've had that experience before. Another ex experience I had is I went into the store. I was moving apartments. I went to the <laughs> store to buy furniture. Yeah. And I prayed that. Um, first of all, so when you get into the store, right, someone is come, supposed to come, like, welcome you because you're coming to make this, uh, buy these things and spend this money. So they try to welcome you and everything. Yeah. And I noticed that the white people that were coming into the store, people were rushing, they're going to meet them. Hey, what do you need and all? Right. And Nobody came to meet me. I saw the woman standing there. She was free. She could have come to meet me, but mm -hmm. she didn't come to meet me because she was like, black person, right. what's she going to buy? She's probably just going to waste my time. So when I stood for like 10 minutes, I had to ask, is someone going to attend to me? And then she had no choice. She came to meet me, right? And then I told her what I needed and everything. I ended up spending about, so I ended up spending about $3,000 that day. Mm -hmm. She could not, she could not, she, she could not help herself. She was able to comprehend it. What do you have to say about that? So that oh okay, call me. Then she started call me if you have any issues. No, oh, you don't mean it. My name is this. <laughs> like, Fuck you. I don't. You weren't. You weren't going to talk to me because of you know because of that. Like it makes. I don't understand it. It's I, crazy. I don't get it. It's crazy. And then we have the, 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 the thing that has hurt me the most in all of this is there's protesting. You understand the anger. You understand everything. We have a. I don't have the words mm -hmm. because we are going to put this on the podcast. Yeah. We have a man that's the president mm -hmm. of the free world. The president of the United is not a free world because shit. Exactly. I was going to say there's nothing free about what was going on. The fact that this man cannot even pretend mm -hmm. to empathize or understand. Like, I, I honestly, just lie to us. All we ask is for you to just lie to us. <laughs> like, just lie to us, it's please. <laughs> the things it says, it's like, how narcissistic can you be? 
You keep asking how low can somebody actually go? And it keeps going lower every day. It's ridiculous. I, I, I blocked Donald Trump because I don't want to say his tweets. Imagine me blocking the president of the United States because I don't want to see his tweets. It's crazy. He's tweeting. He's, tweeting. he's talking about secret service, like you were saying. He's talking about he, 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 he threatening people's life. He said looting leads to shooting. He threatened people's life. How narcissistic can you be? Like, what is happening? The question now is, we've seen what's going on. We know how it affects us. I mean, like, the one that triggered it for me to realize that racism is actually a thing, I can't continue to ignore it and think, okay, they are just ignorant and move on because this could be me tomorrow, is the story of the woman, the black woman that was pregnant and she was ignored after giving birth just because she was black. They placed priority over a white pregnant woman, over her, a white pregnant woman that had no issues. But she had an issue after giving birth Instead of them to place priority on her, they just moved her to the side. And by the time they could catch what was going on with her, it was too late. She died on the table. And I'm thinking, I'm like, that could be me. Like, I could be in the labor room and then they ignore me like that. So that means I cannot think this is not something that is not going to affect me. I cannot think this is something that is their problem because they are the ones that are ignorant. We need to think of how we can take action. Oh. The blacks, the blacks now that are protesting, we need that same energy when it's time to vote. Go and vote for those that can't vote. Go and put that same energy, looting those businesses, everything. Go and put that same energy. Don't say, oh, the, the opposition is not somebody that you agree with. Then would you rather stay where you are? You know, you have to think about that. No, and that's the thing. I, I actually decided this morning that it's going to be a criteria to move forward in my friendships come November. I'm going to ask you, show me, I don't, show me evidence. I, yeah. I want to know who you voted for because we cannot continue to be friends if you are continuing to, or if you did not vote at all. Exactly. Because this is, this is what brought us here in the first place. This is the attitude. Oh, Eli, the Clintons are worse. I don't want the Clintons in power. This is a time that you even know the friends that are your friends just because they want to be able to check the black box on. I have a black friend, so I'm not racist. You know? You have those people. You have those people that they're just your friends because that's what they want to do. They don't tell you that, but their actions will tell you that. Those people are not checking on you right now, are they? I don't even have a lot of white friends. Let's start from there. You have to start thinking. It's not even just your white friends. Your white colleagues that you talk to. Like, your company, the company that you work for. If your company has not reached out to you and you work in the United States, if they've not reached out to your whole organization to address what's happening and talk about the black folks that they have in their company, then the diversity and inclusion thing is just a checkbox. You cannot continue to dance around a topic just because you think it's not something that you know how to react to. It's crazy. People are having sleepless nights. People are going for therapy for this. People are scared for their husbands. They are scared for their sons. People are scared to have sons now. Like now, gender reveal is almost a problem. I was talking to someone yesterday that told me that when she was going to get her gender reveal from the hospital, she was scared because... 
she was wondering what would happen if she had a boy. Because she won't have the capacity to raise the boy in this world here right now. That's crazy. We, why are we, like, it doesn't make any sense. Now, we migrated from Nigeria to come here. You can't go back to Nigeria because look at Nigeria. Now, let's, let's, go, let's go home. Look at what is going on in Nigeria. You, you know, and I was telling someone this morning, honestly, it's bad in the U.S., but I'll take my chances here. I'll take my chances here because at least you get a little bit of, you see this protest, you see all of this. So it works to an extent. You have a country, Nigeria, where nothing works. We woke up this morning to the news of the girl that was raped by 11 men. All right. All right. Let, let me let me break it down for you. Ooh. She was raped by okay. On Saturday, there was this story circulating on Twitter. All right. Tife and a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Tife okay. and um, Sansa. Okay. Their boyfriend and girlfriend, but the girl came out to say that she raped him, and then there was debate, and you know how the stupid Nigerians are. Or he raped her. Yeah, he raped her. Right. Okay. And then he, they released the charts between them and everything, and in the chat. The guy was crying, and it still continued. And people were like, oh, how can you rape your girlfriend? The fact that people will ask that question in 2020, first of all. Uh... Then we go from that to this morning. So it was already a, build, a big building conversation. And then this morning we see that that girl was raped by 11 men. I do not understand why 11 men will rape a girl. Let's start from there. Then, the, apparently today, I found out, I was two days years old when I found out that we have a <laughs> minister for women affairs in Nigeria. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Well, apparently, we do. Yes, we do. And she released it because people started calling her out. And then she released a statement. Did you read that statement? She was like, may God help us undo this new vices. It's new. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Number one, these stupid women, in, and I'm all for women equality and everything, but it is useless in Nigeria. The women in Nigeria, the first ladies of Nigeria, all of them, what are they doing? They have, they had a, a live video one time, I think three weeks ago. I had to join because I was curious as to what first ladies do, Nigerian right. first ladies. You were talking about enduring in your husband's house. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The women that we have that are supposed to be supporting, in quotes, the men in power, are just there to fill up a seat, to be honest. They're there to just sit pretty, look nice, be a trophy wife. When you're talking about women affairs, they start talking about things like how they're going to make the Ashwebi for the next political election, or... You go and meet the market women to, you know, go and go and be the one that will talk to the market women to support the contestant that is going for the next election. That's what they are there for. Literally. She, she, she's the Minister of Women Affairs. <laughs> you are, they are telling you that 11 men raped a woman, a girl. You are New vices. God. May God help us. Like, how does God come into play in this situation? Use your no own action. power. No action. Those guys, I promise you, I am 80% sure, and I 
Of course, is that even a conversation? Of course, they're going to go, of course, they're going to get away with it, and that is what is totally absurd right now because it's not even the fact that they are getting away with it. I mean, that's the one that we saw, right? Yeah, it's happened in Redeemed Church, right? Redeemed Christian Church of God, right? I'm gonna call it that. I'm sorry if you're a redeemer, I was a redeemer too, but yeah, now. This happened in Redeem Church today, yeah. Sunday. They, 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 they see it, right? Because Redeem Church has their Twitter and then they have their PR, their Twitter has a PR and everything. Right. My friend, guess what they posted today in the midst of all of this happening? People yeah. are calling for Redeem to make a statement, you know, how a country that works should handle this. Right. And they posted offering time. They were putting account numbers international payment methods of how people should pay it, 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 I can't <laughs> I can't pay for pay for that they are the boy and my man what happened to him <laughs> why are we praying for him oh god this is such a distressed laughter because if for me to get into the topic of you see those pastors that people just blindly follow and don't address the actual issues you think like that's the only person that can lead you to God directly and then you forget what your values are or what your values should be because you believe in this your alpha that you call papa or daddy exactly i know who my daddy is he's not the head of a religious organization <laughs> literally preaches gender role he's the same person that said if you're it's the patriarchy obviously it's the same person that said if a woman is if you are lost over a woman to fire the woman yeah he said that yeah but no that actually happened he didn't say that yeah if a pastor can get away with not just a little case a social case of multiple rape accusations and he is still a pastor today he is on instagram live sessions he has followers people are attending his church you know you know that nothing is going to happen on this case. Nigerians want to join the conversation on Black Lives Matter, and that's fine. It's true, but focus. We have bigger problems. We have bigger fish to fry. And then let's talk about our celebrities. No. Our celebrities. Don't even get me started. First of all, number one, number one bad girl in Africa. She is okay. So about you know how I feel about her. I think that she embodies. Nothingness. That's how I feel. And I've always called her out. I will always call her out. I don't know why she has not blocked me on on Twitter because she never speaks about anything, no matter right. what. If they are lynching girls, throughout right. most my thing is, you are a human being. You are a woman. You right. call yourself top five. Actually, you don't even call yourself top five most influential female celebrities that right. come out of Africa. You are there, right? Right. Say something. Let us know where you stand. How can you just be? honestly honestly you see on that topic you know how i feel too i've decided to expect less because i feel like it's because i i, I think highly of these people yeah. and then that's why i, well, I should have taken your approach yeah guess what actually said something today okay and guess what our number one bad girl in africa said right we talked about 11 celebrities killing people right mm -hmm. and all of that i mean raping that girl and everything right. you know what she said she said, "Please humor how me." Can, no, she said, <laughs> how can we blame 
we cannot blame the police for not doing their job because the conditions of policing are not that good and that they, they are, that's why they have to take pride because they are hungry. And I replied that. And I first of all, I feel so bad for asking you to speak up because you are actually dumb. <laughs> oh my goodness. What's the connect? What's the connect? I saw a post. See, I saw a post that she came, uh, I think somebody was talking about how, you know, there's so much hate for her and stuff like that. I mean, we don't want to make this conversation about her, but I'm just going to say this real quick. And I was like, oh, then she replied to that post saying if she knew she would have stayed abroad and then maybe like Rihanna's Navy or something like that. I'm like, do not ever speak of yourself in comparison with Rihanna. Have you seen what Rihanna has done. Do you know what she's doing? This woman has literally almost retired her career to be a full-time humanitarian. Please, where's your receipts? What, like, I don't want to get hype on this. Let's not even, like, I don't want to get hype on this. Let's just, let's just let that go. Yeah, let's just let that go. Female celebrities, I mean, female celebrities have been speaking up, but you call yourself number one bad girl in Africa. And she knows, she knows, and, and I think she knows that I'm saying the truth because I dragged you out all the time. I'm not proud of it, but I have to. I feel like someone has to. And she has never blocked me. So I want to come on, Tia. If you listen to this, let's talk. Come, we need to understand what's going on. Like, why are you not speaking? Is there a problem? And the termites that follow her to attack Tia termites. Because that's what I call them. I don't know why why the hell they are calling themselves an army or whatever it is that they call themselves. They are termites because you you guys just eat 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 into things that you're not supposed to eat and just. You think you're doing anything, but you are contributing to the destruction. Anywho, that aside, back to the rape no, issue sorry. and all of this, you know, that is going on in Nigeria. My gripe with it um, is the fact that this is a foundational problem in Nigerian households. Oh. We, I mean, the topic has been overflogged how girls are always raised to be good wives to their husbands good mothers to their children that's the lesson like once you pop out a girl that's the lesson they start dragging you to the kitchen they start dragging you to the market you know they start telling you how to you as a matter of fact you become a mom to your younger sibling straight your work has started but the boys are there sitting down in the living room crossing their feet waiting for food to be ready watching tv playing video games and all of that stuff by the time they grow up, they grow up entitled because they, that's how they have been nurtured. And by the time they grow up entitled, it translates into everything, everything that they do. At work, they feel like they're better than the female person at work. At home, they feel like they're better than the wife. In politics, they feel like they're better than the women that are running. It translates into everything that foundation that mothers are skipping thinking that's how it's supposed to be let me pamper my son while my daughter works to make him comfortable and you use your brother as um as as an example of how you're supposed to treat your husband you know yeah it makes no yeah. sense that right there is what has to change that has to change and it begins with us right our kids now we need to know how to take care of our sons You're right and our brother start be, um, teaching them i have conversation with my cousin that's a guy all the time i'm just trying to explain to him 
yo, this is why this needs to happen so that this can happen. But I want us to shift gears a little bit, still in the same topic. But let's talk about the molestation that happens. Because 90% of every girl child in Nigeria was molested. Statistically. And it's, it's actually a norm. It's almost like, oh, it didn't happen to you. How, how come? How did you survive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the question. And you don't even know at that point that you were being molested. I, 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 my molestation got triggered for me. It was about two or three years ago. I started, or oh, three years ago, I, I knew what happened to me. Was All right. And <laughs> everything today just triggered for me that I called my dad because my dad and I were very close. And I think that my dad did a good job raising us. I think he tried his own best. But animals will be animals, right? So I told my dad, we're talking about the whole problem with the rape and everything. And then I said, Daddy, I'm just going to tell you something today. This person, your cousin, that is with you in the house currently as we speak, molested me hmm. for months. Hmm. My dad was shocked. Hmm. My dad couldn't say anything. He almost started crying. Hmm. He was like, when? How? Really? Are you sure? I'm not yes. That is, I'm sure. Damn sure. <laughs> and it happened. And I saw this guy in 2018 when I went to Nigeria. It was because it's always with my dad. Right. And he was telling my dad that I don't greet him. And my dad was like, why don't you greet him? Mm-hmm. I just walked away. And in my mind, I'm like, do you think I forgot what you did to me? And today, I remember my dad. I'm like, do you remember when I came home and this, this? My dad's like, what? What? My dad was, he just like apologizing to me for even bringing this person into the uh, family around us. But how would he have known? That's his brother, right? That's his cousin. How would he have known that right. this person did this right so we have to talk about the molestation i don't understand that culture where and it happens and it's family members hmm. and they rape their cousins they rape their nieces it's a norm it's almost like i don't know how it's so normal for them to do it it's almost like are they in, are they in all in an organization where or they have some sort of association where once their sibling has a female child they all agree to do it to their female child because what you're saying is not alien to me it's happened to me as well as a child mine was for like <laughs> maybe for like years to be honest when i was younger you know and it was my first introduction to the act i didn't know what to make of it i didn't know if i should have a conversation with anybody about it to be honest that's that thing stayed with me till Probably the first time I ever spoke about it was probably with uh, my first boyfriend at the time, I think. Even my brother doesn't know about this. I, like, I honestly think after this conversation, he's probably going to call me up and, you know, wants to beat the person. What is crazy for me is how this thing happened continuously while I was younger. Like, maybe like when I was like 10 years old, right? And then, fast forward, I've grown I see this person every time they act like it never happened. Right? It's almost like you're hoping I don't remember. I don't understand it. See, let me, let me now bust your head, right? This thing did not just happen to me with this person. This person was somebody that my parents entrusted to take care of me after school when I 
come um, when I go home after school because they were not around, you know, during those hours. The worst part is, after he's done doing it with me, he would go to town and bring his local girlfriends into our home to do it in front of me. In front of me. So you can imagine how, like, how that, that would have messed my brain up. It hurts me so much that I decided that, you know what, let me, because of the way it's eating me up, I have to forgive this person. Because if I don't forgive this person, it's going to destroy my life. I won't be able to move forward. I have to forgive the person. And every time I see him and I look at him now, I just feel sorry for him. Because guess what? He might not have gotten justice, you know, in the legal terms of it. But, yeah. but God fought for me. He is in the same place. He is in the same place. He has not progressed. is the truth because if you see him he looks so raggedy now and then he will still have the guts when i come say ah you know you were i just came back from america come and give me something i'm like are you are you okay like, why are you talking to me? This guy has the guts to report me to my dad that I don't do it. And, you know, it, uh, you don't understand. I'm glad that you forgive my new one. But I'm just realizing my own. And I'm just getting to this point now where I'm trying to come to terms with it. But my apple, when I was a kid, right? But I've not really had a lot of, like, boyfriends and everything. Right. But I realized that. And B-boy, B-boy always abuses me that B-boy doesn't like to talk about sex. Well, you know the reason today I don't like talking about sex. Because I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Because it was something that was done to me. It's not something that I got the chance to actually feel and understand yeah. how the pleasures of it. It was done to me. So I don't speak on sex. I don't like the conversations. I actually have to go to therapy. I was talking to my dad today. After coronavirus, I have to go to therapy. And talk about it because I'm going to marry Abby and I'm going to move on with my life. I, it's, I, you, I, you honestly yeah. do. Like it's it's a very hard journey to be honest. I have to tell you. And me just forgiving the person wasn't very easy for me too. But I had to do it for my own sanity because I knew that if I don't do that, I would be. He is living his life well, as raggedy as he is. He's living his life. He's acting like it's, it's not it's not happening. You know, so everybody has their own way of processing this. But for me, I just thought about it that well, you have to do this for yourself and for the female children you are going to have. You know, you, you have to do it. It's hard, guys. It's not even, I don't even think it's something I want to take kudos for. It's very, very hard, but you, you have to do it for yourself. I, I'm going to take your time. I'm not going to try to force anybody to tell you that's the right thing to do. The right thing to do is whatever comes naturally to you, to be honest. But just remember that whatever you do is going to be for your own sanity, for your own mental health. And you're going to have children as well. And you need to be able to put yourself in that position where you can have the ability to be a good example to them. So you can know how to protect them because you went through this. You can know how to be there for them too. Yeah. You I know? get really triggered when people talk about rape. Like, I don't want to hear it. When you talk about rape, I'm just like on defense. You need to attack, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And and people always be like, calm down. I'm like, you don't understand. 
the fact that and you know what happens when we realize what mm -hmm. came out during your fato posted a lot of we, we said 90 percent of nigerian girl child was molested right do you know that that 90 percent would include if there are two or three sisters mm -hmm. those three sisters were molested probably by the same uncle yeah by the same yeah uncle, by the same uncle but you know the guy is so bad Right. And they've told us that this thing is so bad. You feel guilty that this thing happened to you. Yeah. And you cannot even share it. And then we are growing up. Uh, one of our friends, well, my friend was telling me that she and her twin sister just actually talked to each other and told each other that they were molested. Apparently right. by the same person. Twin Look at that. Somebody just sister. put it in the comments that some people are even molested by their own father. Uh, what do you make of that? What do you even make of that? Like, how is that even going to make sense to you? Like, what do you make of that? You know, I don't have anybody as that has happened to personally, but, you know, we watch out to get away mother. We saw how that destroyed Bonnie's life. You know, Bonnie's a character in how to get away mother. And then it, it literally dictated the rest of her life. And thank God for Annalise for helping her to renavigate to become a better woman. Well, even though better woman is relative when you're talking about Bonnie, right? But... I think, you know, the, well, the longer and short... That's the testament to the fact that it actually is psychological. Yeah. And it ruins people's It lives. does. And people react to it, like Alima said, in different ways. Yes. I have someone that reacts react to it by... They don't just care about life anymore. Yeah. And everybody wants to blame them and say, Oh, you do just... I know someone that was molested for five years by her uncle in the same house, and she told her parents about it, and they beat her that she should keep quiet. Right. And she had to deal... She told them in, like, the second year of it happening, they told her to keep quiet, and the guy continued for three more years. Right. So now, she's rebelling. She don't care about anything. And they want to say, oh, boom, 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 boom. But I'm like, there is a psychological effect. Yeah, What's there is. That I don't enjoy sex. You, you, you think you've escaped it by putting it on the back burner. But, but you, it now starts. You never escape it. I, so I want to mention something um, Jess just said. She said, just inappropriately touching doesn't excuse you either. The fact that you didn't go all the way doesn't make you exempt. You are still scum of the earth. Bruh. Definitely. Bruh. And I think that we should actually talk about rape separately. Yeah, it's going to be a separate topic because... Yeah, there's a lot of nuances to it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's going to be a separate topic. Yeah. We, we, we're just, you know, expressing, and there's no way we can talk about this topic without, you know, bearing, like you said. We're just, like, bearing all of these things. But I just want to tell people out there, please, if you've ever been a victim or a surviving victim of rape or molestation or anything, take your time to process, but don't let it have victory over you by not talking about it. If you don't talk about it, it's only a matter of time before it destroys you take your time process it but make sure you do talk about it choose somebody it could be a therapist it could be a trusted friend it could be your parents it could be you know what it could even be to yourself even if you want to write about it in a journal just let it come out from your head to you know See? bring it out how am I attracted to this species of people? I don't like them now. They're, they're annoying me. <laughs> like, I mean, the, 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 the truth is, it's not, I mean, again, we have to say it's not all men. Not all men are rapists, you know? But, 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 that's what I don't like, though. Actually, when we are on that conversation, well, you are a woman, so you can say it, and you yeah. are a husband and everything. But 
when you are on the conversation of rape, don't come to me and say, oh, not all men. Right. I mean, I mean, it's hard for you to bring that into a conversation, but unfortunately, it's the truth. It's like, we have women, too, that have also raped men. Most men's introduction to sex is through rape by some senior auntie, by some teacher, by some... Most of them, it's just that for them, they think of it as a thing of pride, which is even more of a cage, if you ask me. You're caging yourself thinking you, you, you were... Introduced into intro, you are introduced into sex by a senior female and you feel like you are okay. That's why you are a monster now. That's why you are being a monster everywhere now. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So it's crazy and it, it all still just boils down to the fact that you know we as human beings have to do better. It's almost an extension of last um, episode. You have to take it on yourself as a human being to do better. Don't live by the social construct that you know now. You need to be able to move out of your comfort zone of that social construct. Ask questions. Have hard conversations with people. You can't just sit down and think that, oh, okay, you know, this is what it is, so therefore, don't worry. It happened to me too, so you'll be okay. Eh? Just move on, eh? No! That's not okay. You can't just say it happened to me too, so it will be okay. So just move on, eh? So you, you need to ask those questions. Have hard conversations. If you have sisters, if you're going to have a family, like um, I think I saw a comment here by Doi, if I can find it. Um, but basically, I, I think I probably have missed it. But this the summary of her comments was that she thought about what she was going to do in her life and she realized that she what was going to shape her life is her paying attention to her kids you know and you know those things that you never got from your parents even though yes we love our parents they tried their best within the knowledge of what they know as know as parenting you know but you are in a different generation you are more exposed to different things you've experienced some things that you probably don't want your kids to experience you have to do better have to do better and you have to have those conversations with your kids like i was talking to my brother the other day and he was like he's going to tell his son that hey if you grow up in america as a black child you have the high possibility of being killed so you have to know yeah I mean, just be careful you can't be careful enough but we have to have those conversations we have conversations with our daughters where if a man touches you inappropriately and be open to that conversation oh it's awkward no with your sons as well your daughters and your sons please let's let's the, the man the ordinary man the average man is entitled Because they were raised entitled. Because they were raised entitled, but let's just let's just try to have this conversation. Time has really gone, so I, I think we just I think that everybody on the comment section really understands what we are talking about and they've been following the conversations. You guys really get it. it I mean we're yeah. talking about these things. We are bearing and it feels like therapy and I hope that it has helped some other people. Yeah. For me, I, 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 it's it's a it's a beginning, right? We are hoping that the only change change can start from in my I'll leave everyone with this. I think that it boils down to who you are as a person and how you can love from your heart. I do not have evil in my heart. I think that if everybody taps at their heart and goes to where they actually love people, love human beings, you would know, right, that right. it makes no sense. Like, it's just, I, I don't even know, just love. love. Yeah. Let's start, let's love start. and love yourself. 
love yourself, love your neighbor, please. I think for me, it, it's, it's like you said, it begins with the person in the mirror. If you don't address the person in the mirror and address your own family units, you can't change the world. It's not possible. You can't go out there and riot and protest and be mad and, you know, tweet without you addressing your own home. Imagine somebody that is probably out there protesting about this rape thing or whatever, or like calling out for people, to, you know, to talk about this. Meanwhile, your younger sister is being molested. You are not even talking to her. You know, so you need to be more intentional. You need to pay more attention to yourself. Pay more attention to your loved ones. Be better human beings. Guys, please, gosh, don't think about this tribe being better than the other tribe or this race being better than this other race. Please, you need to realize that you are as good as the next person. God created everybody equally. It's when we came into this world that we started putting different levels on who is who. Everybody was created. We all came the same way. There's no human being on this earth that did not come out from the vagina of a woman. So nothing makes you different from the next person. Nothing. It's just the power that you put on yourself when you came on this earth. And the lessons that you learned from your parents for you to be tribalist to the next person or for you to be racist to the next person or for you to rape the next person. Doesn't make any sense, guys. We need to do better. Yeah. yeah. And someone just said that everyone wants to change the world, but no one thinks about changing themselves, which is facts. Exactly what you said. We have to look within. Even with the white people, they have to look within. And actually, I, I'm sick of people posting yeah. on their stories and posting on... And avoiding the conversation. Don't avoid the conversation because you're a white person. Don't tell me you don't, you, you don't connect. You can see. Yeah. If you don't connect, you can see, though. So, all of that. But anyway... Anyway, so I'm going to leave you with this card. Um, the last segment is um, the best self. And we pulled out a card from our courage over comfort. So in, in light of us bearing today and, you know, evaluating the situations of things that are happening in the world and happening in our lives with ourselves, the card for today reads, admit you made a mistake to someone you've wronged. So that's the challenge for this week. Think about it. If you've made a mistake to someone that you've wronged, it could have been a comment on a sensitive topic. It could have been you making light of a situation or maybe even a comment that hinted tribalism or that hinted that you support rape in some way. You might not agree that that's what it did, but if that person translated it to mean that, go and apologize. Yeah. There's a reason for that. So if you've made a mistake, that's why we said it's a mistake. We know that it's not intentional. You probably don't want to be in that box, so you know, or you don't want to describe it as such. But think about it, reflect. Whatever mistake that you think that you've made, please, this week, apologize to someone. You don't know who is hurting because of something that you've done or said right. in the past. Exactly. So that's it um, for today. Um, Anyways, we have... Exciting. Yeah, to be more, <laughs> to more ex exciting conversations. Um, Bidemi has something to share with us. It's going to brighten only one person Sunday, not everybody. I mean, I think it's to encourage the rest of them, so that should yeah. be fine. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, just an, um, our supporter of the month, since we started this person, everybody has tried, but this particular person has been on top of it. All right. Everywhere, supportive. 
always here posting on social media just doing the most mm-hmm. to make sure that this is a success and it has not gone unnoticed we appreciate you and we love you so the supporter of this month and our first ever supporter drum roll Baby Jess, we want to appreciate Jess. We thank you so much for always supporting us. Like Bidemi said, we see you on social media, sharing our countdown, being excited about the next episode. As a matter of fact, I even enjoy watching you. Ah, Jess, I'm not commenting. <laughs> I, I hope she's here. Anyway, we enjoy watching you, you know, talk about Dare to Bear. And just to encourage you and also encourage everyone else to do the same, you guys, we have, we try to bear as much as we can and have these conversations that will touch everyone. So please, anyone that you know, let them know about Dare to Bear. We are going to be gifting Jess with a copy of one of the books that we've shared in the past. It's going to come as a surprise, Jess. So wait for it. We're going to be gifting you, okay? So thank you so much. No, Jess, so send your address to... Yeah, DM us your address. Um, yeah. I mean, or you, or you can text it to us. You know, you have our phone numbers. But yeah. So yeah, guys, we are going to be picking the next person next month. So continue to support us. This is just an incentive. We appreciate everybody's support. Some people have been here from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We see you as well. We see everybody. We appreciate your support. Just continue to help us post this and like let us just keep these conversations going. We are not doing yeah. This is just for us to bear and. We see how it helps people, and we just want to share all of this. It's basically conversation. Yeah. And our DMs are open now that we're on our permanent site. This is mm-hmm. at Dare to Bear podcast. So if you have any topic suggestions, if you want to open up on something, you can talk to us one-on-one. We can schedule time to talk to you personally if you want. If there's something you're struggling yeah. with that we've probably talked about in the past, we can share how we processed us and, you know, connect with you. We're fine to do that. So make sure, you know, you let everybody know about our Dare to Bear podcast and listen to us on Spotify as well yeah, as Spotify, guys. Yeah, we're on Spotify we're right now. Dare to Bear. Just search Dare to Bear and we'll be there. We'll be on Apple Music soon. We'll announce when that happens. Yeah, on Apple Podcast. Yeah, so we are working on that. We'll be there very, very soon. And before you know it, we'll be everywhere that you listen to podcasts. So thanks everyone for coming. It's four minutes to five. This was awesome i'm really glad i got to have this conversation with you guys yeah it makes me feel better i think i'll probably sleep better tonight so thanks everyone have a wonderful week don't be upset please pray meditate walk jog you know do anything that will make keep your mind sane in these times if it's to take a break from social media as well do the same you can also do that okay just make sure you take care of yourself during these times love you See you next week. Bye.